Well, we welcome you back to the Bill Bennett Show, the podcast that takes a look at the news of the day and we discuss the essential threats to America. Today, we're going to get to some of your emails and talk about a few things on my mind, but it's mostly going to be your voice and I'll respond to what you wrote us. Appreciate all those emails, by the way. Keep them coming. You can send an email to BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. Is that right, Claude? That's it. BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. A few things, and then I, I really want to get to um, the emails. We got a lot of emails about the debate. Right. And we asked and for it, so thank you. Everyone. We did. We did. We got what we asked for. Yeah. Um, Mayor Adams in New York says uh, that this migrant crisis will destroy New York City. Huh. Well, what do you know? You know? Uh, I My first comment on, on the show, if folks were listening, was I said, well, this isn't the school crisis. This is a border crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's got problems in New York where they have, I don't know how many hundred or thousand schools, think about these little towns in Texas. Right. Having to absorb all these people. Uh, it, it's really uh, crazy. And I'm, I'm glad the mayor is saying something, but lay the blame where it belongs on, on President Biden. Mm-hmm. All sorts of craziness going on. I know how to deal with all these kids. And then a little memo goes out uh, from the uh, Department of Education in New York saying uh, every child has uh, should be taught in his own language. Farsi, uh, Japanese, uh, Urdu. I mean, well, you know, really? Masks? Uh, some confusion. I've heard that masks are being mandated for students who are already registered, but not for the immigrants' children. Mm-hmm. What, kind of nut, what kind of nuttiness is that? Um, transgender stuff. Okay. I said on the show, what the school is, you know, sort of the last deposit, you know, the last trickle down and what happens in the broader society culturally, uh, ends up going into the classroom. So now having a debate about transgender instruction in the schools and whether the schools have an obligation to tell parents if their seven year old thinks he or she wants to change genders. Well, I think parents have a right to know, by gosh. Right. Children are not the property of the state. Larger point is, where'd this come from, this transgender thing? Didn't come from the school curriculum. Came in the broader cultural discussion introduced on TV and probably in the universities. It's the home of most of these things about, you know, discrimination against transgender people and how we have to accommodate Latest is this Wyoming sorority. Did you see any of that? I did not. Well, you got these girls lined up at this Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority in Wyoming. And then there's this figure off to the left. <laughs> I say figure because, you know, you're, I'm supposed to say girl because yeah. that's what he's declared himself to be. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy. He's a biological guy. Mm-hmm. And he looks very different. Uh, from the girls in lots of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Folks can look this up. Wyoming sorority, transgender. Anyway, he got in sorority and the girls are complaining that he's walking around and uh, peeking. Um, so he's a peeping Tom inside the sorority house. Crazy, crazy, craziness. You couldn't invent this stuff. Um, one more point back on the immigrants. Apparently, there was a memorandum going around in the White House or DHS, Department of um, Homeland Security, that maybe they should mandate 
that these immigrants have to stay in Texas. Uh, why, why? Yeah, well, that's not fair. Why, no, why? why <laughs> yeah, why would that be good? Unbelievable. And it would be one thing if there was some sort of overall plan. Like, here's the plan, but we need them to stay in Texas in order to. There's no plan other than, well, they'll just stay there. Yeah. It's not good. Crazy. crazy. But um, one thing that is interesting politically is that the Democrats are abandoning Biden. And I predict this is just the beginning. This is the trickle that becomes the flow, becomes the mighty raging river that becomes Niagara Falls. And he'll be gone. And I think Kamala. Uh, and it'll be Gavin Newsom and, I don't know, somebody else. And um, they'll win. They'll, they'll at least win the nomination. They'll beat Biden and Kamala, two of the least popular political people in the country. Uh, that's, I think, what will happen. I can't help but to think that if the Democrats actually felt as if they had a viable candidate, that they would have abandoned Biden earlier. And it would be it would be much more obvious that that's what they were doing. But I'm wondering if the Biden presidency is so bad now that they themselves are now thinking, well, anybody but Biden, except the Republican, obviously, but now they'll they'll go with the Newsom or anyone else, as long as it's not Biden or Harris. Do you think that they're at that point now or they'll or they'll get there? But there's no doubt that if they had a viable candidate, that they would have abandoned him earlier. No. Okay. Okay. Plenty, plenty of time to abandon him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as you abandon him, you weaken him. So, you know, they want these policies. He's a puppet and they want to continue to, you know, yank at the strings of the puppet for as long as he's in there. As soon as as soon as it becomes clear they have somebody else, um, he's lamed up mm-hmm. and so may not be able to get anything done. So, yeah, you got more than you got a year and three months, you know, really. Right. September, right, yeah. October, November. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of time. That's what I think. Okay, and back and to the kids thing in schools and not telling parents about kids uh, and the trans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a kid goes to school. If he doesn't do good on uh, he or she doesn't do good on their test, you tell the parent. If they act up in school, you tell the parent. Uh, but how does this? Help? Well, they're thinking about being transgender. We won't tell the parent. But everything else, you normally keep the, you keep the parent engaged because it's the parent's child. It's not the state's child. It's not the school's child. And then there's the the, the discussion of. Um, uh, well, if the kids' parents are, you know, anti-transgender or they, you know, homophobic, then we don't want the child to have to deal with an abusive situation at home. Well, who do you assume the parents are? Do you assume the parents are these monsters who hate their kids if their kids say that? Like, I, don't, I don't get where all that comes from. And like you said, it because it's because it's a part of a larger agenda. Well, it's, to get that, it's to get to the kid. And that's an assumption mm-hmm. that these parents will abuse these kids. And by the way, if parents abuse children, lock them up, beat them up, bloody them up, mm-hmm. you know, there's a thing called child services. Correct. You know, uh, authorities can come and, you know, separate the parents and the child in those extreme cases. Mm-hmm. But the assumption that the uh, transgender advocates are making that this, they have to keep this secret because in every case, they'll be endangering the child. Right. no. You know, there was one story I read about a child who, you know, had mental problems, mental illness problems, right up till the time she went to first grade. Mm. And, you know, she's getting therapy, but, you know, she just she just wasn't right, you know. And she turns out to be someone who decides she wants to change her gender. Really? Really? Does she know what she's doing? 
she's, you know, kind of weak in her abilities, you know, needs a lot of special attention to learn. Mm-hmm. And so she declares, oh, I think I want to be well, a boy. Really? Yeah. And that's to be kept secret from the parents. No way in hell. No way in hell. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Bill Bennett Show. Let's jump to some of these emails. We got a ton of emails. Yeah, we've got a ton of emails. Like I said, we asked for it. I asked you to get the Perry Como show from the 50s <laughs> where he reads the letters and they have a little music that goes, letters, we get letters, we get stacks and stacks of letters. <laughs> we don't get letters, we get emails. But right. if you could find that music, Perry Como, okay. not Cuomo, right. Como, C-O-M-O. Got you. I want to know how many of my listeners remember that. Email us if you remember that. Bill Bennett podcast at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> so this from uh, Thomas, uh, he says, upon reflection, it's about the debate. I'm surprised that Pence, Christie, and Haley attacked Vivek and not DeSantis. I don't understand that political calculus. Vivek's uh, star is rising. Mm-hmm. And uh, DeSantis is, is diminishing. I watched him in an interview the other day. You know, I like him. I, he would be yeah, my candidate. Me too. But you know, he's asked a question, and he's so mechanical in his answer. It's very analytical and, you know, rehearsed in his mind. Nothing wrong with that, nothing illegal or inappropriate, but it doesn't excite people. It doesn't get people interested. Okay. You know, whatever, whatever you thought of Trump, his press conferences were like the best thing on TV. You know, I mean, CNN loved to cover it. Right. Because you never could tell what the guy was going to say. And he made it interesting. Uh, and Cuomo made his interesting before, you know, he got nailed, Governor Cuomo. Mm-hmm. I hated those things. I just thought it was braggadocious and all of, of, of uh, Andrew Cuomo. But, but, uh, but you know, it was, it was good TV. He's a, he's a Cuomo, and I know Cuomo's because uh, I used to debate his father mm-hmm. um, and um, Mario Cuomo. Santa's, you know, they come in with a soundbite about, you know, some guy accusing the Santa's of being responsible for the death of black men in Florida. And he says, that's ridiculous. And then they turn to him. How about it? And he said, well, let me give you the statistic. He needs to answer it by saying, good grief, man. What are you <laughs> talking about? Well, at least, uh, that's at least what I think. Okay, let's see. Uh, our friend Linda. Uh, she says, thanks for uh, all you do. Never miss a podcast. Uh, let's see. Oh, says her overall uh, reaction, this is for her and her husband, was disappointed uh, by the debate. Uh, said they didn't like the theatrics and drama of all these debates and the way that they're set up. Um, they wish, uh, they want to see which candidate can get America back on track and don't feel that they had any answers after it was all over. Um, they said that Vivek impressed them um, early in earlier interviews, but he seemed a bit glib in the debate a little more surface than he's been in interviews, said uh, DeSantis, who's their governor, uh, was okay, but he didn't project as much strength as he, as they expected. Uh, they did say they learned about the Arkansas and North Dakota governors more than they had known before and thought they both communicated well. Didn't like the way any candidate handled abortion or climate change. Um, yeah, and the big concern is going up against the Democrat, uh, the Democratic machine. So they were a little disappointed by, by what they saw in the debates. Yeah, no, I understand. And Vivek, I think, was rising. 
I don't think that debate did him much good. He was brilliant, but he was uh, kind of theatrical, mm-hmm. a little too theatrical, a little over the top. And maybe shouldn't have used the phrase, everyone else on this stage is bought and paid for, you know? Yeah. Uh, a little too... Uh, a little too theatrical, I think. So I, I, I see the point. And that's my point about DeSantis. Uh, look, Nikki Haley had a good debate. She had a very good debate. And I think I think we have an email about that, actually. I'll, I'll yeah. wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. uh, uh, Denise um, in Commerce Township. Uh, oh, Denise, shoo-be-doo. I'm in... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it says, Nikki Haley has my vote. In fact, I never donated to a candidate before and will be uh, doing so this time. She is the most competent and confident person to lead the U.S. that I've ever seen. She's right on about abortion. She knows how to lead uh, in foreign relations and the economy. I'm a professional woman, highly educated, Catholic, and a mom. She's my choice. I agree. She had a very good debate. She had a very good debate. And I noticed they had some matchups against Biden. Uh, and they had like five of the people on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had the widest margin of victory over Biden. Wow. She she was plus six. Mm-hmm. The others were plus two or even or one plus one. But she was plus six. Um, she handled the abortion thing very skillfully and very candidly and very honestly. And um, uh, she, yeah, she uh, she's a very able person. I could live with her as president. I could. I could live with. Could live. You know who else I could live with? Doug Burgum, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. governor of North Dakota. Uh, you know, I think he'd be perfectly decent and competent. He's at what zero point eight percent or something. But um, you know, he'd be a perfectly good guy, rock solid conservative. Doesn't stand a chance. Uh, anyway. Yeah, good. Yeah, professional women are going to like Nikki. Professional Republican women who are ambivalent about the Republicans' party's stance on abortion uh, are uh, are going to be drawn to her. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Let's go to let's go to Ben in Minnesota. Um, uh, He uh, had favorable thoughts about Burgum and Haley as well. So with Burgum, he says likable and smart. Starting too far back, he doesn't have the explosive, flashy personality to rise quickly probably would be a very good president. Um, and then about just Nikki- what I'm saying, just what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, would Lincoln make it through one of these debates and come out first? I I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, wh- why is it you have to be flashy, you know? Right. Why is it you have to be what I said, dynamic, interesting. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be solid? I think Burgum's solid. I think Lincoln was solid. Lincoln was also eloquent, but he might not have been eloquent in debate. I mean, he he did these great debates with Douglas, but they were like four hours long. It's just two people. And his answers were, you know, 15, 20 minutes long. Sure. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, it says, Haley always seems to beat my expectations. I think she hit it out the park. Uh, let's see what else in here is a little bit different. Um, oh, Tim Scott says wis- uh, uh, wisdom with a great story as expected. Uh, says that uh, um, former Vice President Pence. He said uh, he has an arrogant humility. Hard to listen to him. Just short of no, that was, was on the blackboard. Blackboard. An interesting phrase. Arrogant humility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> kind of holier than thou. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. 
Yeah. I uh, said about DeSantis, uh, competent and forceful as expected, lives on the edge of angry and not quite yelling. Is there a personality in there somewhere? <laughs> he he would be a great president. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, from Kurt. Uh, Kurt says, I've been enjoying your podcast for several months. Um, several months. We've been doing this for years. I'm glad he's a new listener. Um, share it with all your uh, friends, Kurt. Says, and appreciate the topics and perspectives that you, Claude, and your guests share with the listeners. Uh, your podcast consistently cuts to the chase in clear and concise fashion. Says, two things to consider. I think saying President Trump can't win is uh, wrong and damaging. This is the exact opinion uh, those who are damaging America want to hear from influencers, influencers like you. Uh, and as you uh, consistently point out, uh, the Trump presidency was an unparalleled success and we need all American patriots behind him 100%. And then also said, please do some more segments to dive deep into the source of corruption um, uh, that yeah. plays a role in our bad policies, in the bad policies in the, in the country. Yeah, being scolded like several of our listeners have scolded me for <laughs> saying Trump can't win. I've been reflecting on it. Uh, maybe he can. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can, but as a friend of mine says, and you know, <laughs> friend of mine says, "Well, if we cheat like they do, he can certainly win." <laughs> right. So let's let's start now, like they do. Yeah. Well, short of cheating, you can certainly do the harvesting and get people to vote early and all that. Um, I don't know that you have to cheat to win, but will the Democrats cheat? I, I think they probably will. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I've been examining my conscience on this. Okay. Trump is so far ahead. Mm-hmm. Biden is so far down in the polls. If it were Trump and Biden, I think maybe he could win. If it were Trump and Gavin Newsom, I don't know. I don't know. Despite mm-hmm. the ridiculousness going on in California. Go ahead. Now, do you think that um, at what point do we get when do we get to the point where we say, OK, it's it's, it's time to stop thinking if it's Trump and the numbers just aren't moving. Yeah, it's time to yeah. start saying it's going to be him. Right. Um, at what point do you think we get there? Are we going to have to go all the way down to the <laughs> to the. Uh, um, the Pretty uh, soon, uh, I think the primary. OK, yeah. Pretty soon, I think. And um, somebody had an interesting comment this morning. Pres- ex-presidents have Secret Service protection the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Do they go to jail? If he goes to prison, do they go to prison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are they right. in there with him? Well, they, well, yeah. This well. is such craziness. I think it's all craziness. I think it's all, excuse the expression, trumped up against Trump. Mm-hmm. They hate him so much. Mm-hmm. And this is really bad because, I mean, look, I, I don't back off. They did cheat. Of course they cheated. We know, you know, we know all the, those 51 signatories to the uh, letter, you know, the CIA people saying, you know, you know, <laughs> Trump was guilty of you know, collusion and all that. The, uh, you know, the FBI going out and telling uh, Facebook what to do, what not to do. You know, it's 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 pretty corrupt. I mean, Department of Justice. What's going on there, by the way, with Hunter Biden? What are they doing? I can't figure this out. Yeah. Is this helpful to Hunter or not helpful? Seems to me it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. People have different opinions on, you know, he's going to face the gun charge now, which would be mandatory time, I think, if convicted. Anyway, go ahead. Well, there's no doubt that he's face- he's getting special treatment. So 
Um, yep. Yep. And so all those who <laughs> who talk about privilege and stuff like that, look at look at the president's son, and you can see, you know, that yep. your own very own champion of uh, civil rights, uh, Joe Biden, his own son is is taking advantage of the system. Um, Absolutely. So George from Florida uh, emailed in and says, very surprised that your interview with Rick Hess did not mention uh, the impact of teachers unions uh, on the pathetic performance of our public education system. In my opinion, they are the most formidable obstacle uh, to meaningful progress in many ways. Um, I, we just didn't cover it, but I, you know, I've certainly talked about it enough, seems to me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are a major obstacle and they're one of the reasons people are leaving. But fair enough, you know, mm-hmm. you can't always do everything. Right. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Do you know that Mick Jagger and I share the same birthday? No, really? Not just the same birthday, the exact same birthday. Wow. Okay. Same year, and so we're both still performing. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, a little different performance, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. We got to get you touring again. We got to get you on the road. Yeah, I got to get a tour, yeah. Yeah. You'll, dr- you'll be drummer for me? Sure, Absolutely. Great. That'd be great. Uh, Rita says, uh, Vivek did a good job in the debate. Um, he shouldn't have said that the others were bought and paid for. Uh, it was funny when he asked Christie if he was going to hug him the way he hugged Obama. Oh, this uh, is said, uh, Vivek, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'd like to hear more on foreign policy um, and talk about the fact that there is now an, an alliance uh, between China, Russia, India, and several other countries that have nuclear weapons. Looks like overall we'd just like to hear more about uh, foreign policy. Someone else also said they wanted to hear more about Ukraine and each candidate's thought on this war and whether it's worth yeah. it, uh, American investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Important question. Spent a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're getting anywhere. I really don't. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. So let's talk a little bit about college football. I mean, I, you know. Well, we can, can, we start, to- can we start with last last night? Oh, yeah. Well, today being Friday and last night, yeah, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I bet a nickel. Everybody knows I, I bet nickels here. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I told my son, the Lions, you know, are, are going to come out strong. Uh, you know, they're, they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Hungry Lions. And the Chiefs don't have Kelsey. And, uh, you know, Chris Jones isn't there. He hasn't signed yet. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's hurt. He said, yeah, they're still the Chiefs, though. No, they're not. One no. guy dropped four passes. He catches them. They win. So I lost the nickel. All right, go ahead. College, go. All right, so yeah, college ball. I mean, the only story I want to talk about is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, Colorado, the Buffaloes. What's well, not the got- only story? I mean, you know, you've got them. They go to TCU. They win with all the hype. They lived up to it, scored a lot of points, um, as you would expect. Um, TCU, you know, same deal. Did you watch that game? Did I? Yeah. I watched it twice. <laughs> uh, I thought it was magnificent. And I, I will confess, you're a Cowboys fan, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And you're not old enough to remember Dion, are you? Oh, I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Play, I remember when play. he was in Atlanta and then went to San Francisco and then spent, what, two years with Dallas? Maybe one? Yep. Um, he was probably the best at his position of anybody. Sure. I, at the time, I will confess... Couldn't see past the, um, you know, the sunglasses, the gold sure. chain, and, sure. and, I'm a, and I'm a hot shot, you know. Yeah. I just thought, you know, he's just a, he's just a hot shot blowhard, you know. Mm-hmm. But he finishes his pro career. He goes and teaches at two high schools. 
coaches at two high schools in Texas, one of them a Christian school. Then he goes to Jackson State, historically black college, there for three years. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty impressive, I'd say. Could have gone to the bigs, you know, right away. Um, but he's very successful at Jackson State. Gets a deal at Colorado. And you know what? All his players went with him. Yeah. And that tells you something about the man. You know, Colorado is not exactly familiar territory to a lot of guys playing at Jackson State, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But they all go because Dion's going. And you can see the affection. His son is a hell of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest stud is that guy. What's his name? Hunter? Oh, yeah. Travis Hunter. Played 129 plays, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. And made the most sterling defensive play interception. I one of the uh, that I, about the best one I've ever seen. So they beat TCU. Now T, everybody remembers TCU getting trounced by Georgia, but you know they got there. They got there by beating Michigan and you know beating a lot of other schools. They're not a great team, but they're a good team. And Colorado stayed with them every step of the way. I was very pleased to see it, and I will be glued to the TV. Uh, this Saturday, uh, like many Amer- most American football fans, uh, who uh, without Dion, Colorado playing Nebraska. No, I'll I'll just I'll play around the golf and then I'll come back. Right, but I mean people will be watching. Sure. Go ahead. Your, your your comment. Oh no, I'm, I couldn't I couldn't be happier for him. I, I'm you know I was a big Dion Sanders fan. As a matter of fact, growing up, he was my favorite football player. And um, you know, he, he you walking around in sunglasses and gold chains. Oh, and the bandana and everything. No, no, no. <laughs> we couldn't afford the sunglasses and gold chains, but okay, whatever. okay. Uh, so he, um, but he got a lot of criticism for leaving Jackson State from black people who like, why would he leave the HBCU? Why would he, you know, some of the kind of stuff. And 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 some of those receipts he was talking about was to people, you know, to a lot of those critics who were, who were saying a lot of you know that about he's going to fail in Colorado. Colorado won one game last year, and um, and so they've already met that. And so I couldn't be happy for him. I'm, I'm with you. I'll be watching him. Uh, I'll be watching Colorado and Nebraska this coming uh, Saturday. Looking forward to see what happens when they play USC in a couple in a couple, in a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, so we'll see. Another game uh, caught my attention: Clemson going down to Duke. Yeah, Duke beat him. Yeah. Uh, are we? Are, is Clemson <clears throat> done? Well, a lot of their success has been tied to quarterbacks ever since Trevor Lawrence left. I mean, because you had Deshaun yeah, Watson, yeah, you had Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a quarterback there. I don't know what, you know, and they've struggled to find one. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't been able to answer that quarterback question. Well, I look at Clemson a different way. Um, I was very bullish, and I was right on this one, on uh, Florida State preseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still bullish. They beat LSU. Oh, yeah. A very strong team, and they have a great quarterback and a great team. But the, my, that's my focus on Clemson because I looked over the FSU schedule. It is not that hard. The only big game I saw in that was Clemson. Mm-hmm. And that now looks like it's not that big a game. You know, Clemson loses to Duke, you know. Right. FSU, you know, will mm-hmm. be favored. Right, right. But let me review my nickels here. Okay. Uh, combined Utah and Louisville, I won that nickel. Nice. Utah beat uh, Florida pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Louisville played Georgia Tech. They were down, but then they rallied. Um Colorado, I got uh, 27 and a half points. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, they didn't need it. Mm-mm. 
Uh, Penn State at minus thirteen, but they 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 beat that. They they beat West Virginia. Um, and then I paired Florida State, who won, with North Carolina and South Carolina. Let me tell you about that game. Did you watch that? I did. I did. Uh, if South Carolina had anything like an offensive line, you know, I would have won my bet. My bet wasn't that they'd win the game. My bet was that fifty-seven points would be scored. Well, they ended up around fifty. That's because the South Carolina quarterback just kept getting buried. Yeah. He had no help from his line. And he's a good quarterback. What's his name? Uh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. He, he's a good quarterback. Very able kid. Uh, but, you know, so's the, so's the guy on, uh, on North Carolina. Yeah. Whose, whose name is? I forget his first name, but his last name is May. Because his brother went there yeah, to play that's basketball. Right. That's right. But I can't remember. I don't, yeah. Anyway, um, North Carolina may be really good because they look like they got a defense this year. Mm-hmm. But don't know because South Carolina had no line. South Carolina's going to have a tough time in the SEC this year, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. You're a big Mac Brown fan, right? Yeah, I like Mac Brown. Yes, I yes I am. Got to be happy for him. Yes, I am. You have a football signed by Mac Brown, don't you? No, I have a football signed by Dabo Swinney. Oh, okay. And I have one signed by Jack Kemp and a bunch of other people. But – um. But Mac Brown called me on my birthday. Okay. Friend of mine from Texas uh, was a big donor to Texas football. When Mac was there, uh, asked him to do it. So he, he called me on my birthday. Nice. I love that. I love that. He retired, went up into the booth, doing analysis, and then said, this ain't no fun. <laughs> yeah, went to North Carolina, Chapel, he's down there at Chapel Hill, and uh, making it happen. Right. So tell me something about pro football. I know you like the Cowboys. Do you really think they can prevail this year? Do you think they can beat the Eagles? No, no. I have no confidence that the Cowboys will make it to the Super Bowl or even pass the second round of the playoffs <laughs> this year. Um, I just I don't know if McCarthy, I don't think he has what it – you can't kick it into a second gear. I, I love Dak. I love the talent. They have a very talented team. Um, but I just don't know if they – have what it takes. The teams I got my eyes on um, would be uh, Philadelphia, of course. I do want to see what Aaron Rodgers does with the Jets because they've got a talented team and they're super young, but he's got the obviously the experience and the talent to kind of make these guys believe. And their young cornerback, Sauce Gardner, has really like gravitated to Aaron Rodgers. And it's I, I follow them both on social media, and they're always together. They're always. You know, Aaron's always kind of it's like he looks up to Aaron Rodgers and he's always trying to pick his brain. They look like they've got a team that's really like kind of gelling. So I want to see what 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 um, what New York does. Uh, also got my eye on Buffalo. Love Joe Burrow. He's got a big check. I uh, want to see what the Bing, what the Bengals do. Uh, what, did, what was that check? Two hundred and seventy five uh, million. Yeah, he, but he's yeah He's paid right now. He's <laughs> let me look up the numbers. My gosh. Yeah. Look him up. I mean, it's. It's unreal, and he's guaranteed. I think like two hundred and eleven. Yeah, so it's two hundred and seventy-five million dollar contract extension. Two hundred nineteen is guaranteed. Oh my god! What are you going to do with all that money? <laughs> Goodness, it's amazing. Yeah, so that's what I've got my eyes. I want to see San Francisco. I want to see if the if this quarterback's got you know if if it, if he's if he's uh if it was just a one year kind of thing or whether he's got it you know going on so. But no, to answer your question, I don't believe that Dallas is going <laughs> to going to get anything going this year. So, all right, so you, you like the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to back to Super Bowl. 
Mm-hmm. I hate saying it, but yeah, I love Jalen Hurts, man. That kid is that kid can play, and he's and he's and he he you know what he went through in Alabama, and you know losing the job and and then sticking around and then transferring ultimately to Oklahoma. He's a good he's a good good guy. No, he's a very good human being. I think very good and damn well developed as a quarterback for the pros. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think they're back unless. San Francisco can beat them. And San Francisco is extremely talented. Team. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dark horse I have, and I have two nickels on this, is uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. I think they win that division, which is not strong. Sure. And um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great quarterback, and they've got a defense there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. These quarterbacks, you're right. I mean, it's kind of, kind of quarterback. All right. Uh, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I agree. I, 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 I believe he's. Uh, whisper this. I believe he's too old. Okay. All right. I think he's past it. Well, we'll see. Monday night they open against Buffalo Bills, and that'll be a that'll be a good test. Sure. That'll be a good test. That does it for today's show. Catch up on previous episodes at thebillbennettshow.com. Send an email to billbennettpodcast at gmail.com. Share the podcast with your family and friends. We will see you next week.